of NotCarrieBradshaw.com. Welcome to the pilot episode of Not Carrie Bradshaw, the podcast. Hey! Joining me is my lovely co-host, Nikki Lauren. What's up, guys? You sound really cool, Nikki. Because I am cool. I'm sitting here with my sunglasses on inside it. What time is it? I don't know, but they're really annoying and I want you to take them off. So... People always want to know the origin of Not Carrie Bradshaw. They always want to know why that name, what does it mean? To me, it's very self-explanatory. I'm just Not Carrie Bradshaw. So when I first moved to New York four or five years ago? I think it was four years ago. Okay. I think we've reached the five-year mark. Should we celebrate? Anyway, uh, when oh, I shit. moved here four years ago, all of my family and friends were very supportive and excited for me to start this new journey, but they had the wrong idea of why I was coming to New York. It was, oh, you're going to meet your husband there. You're going to be a black Carrie Bradshaw. When you come back to Atlanta, you're going to be married. (laughs) And for one thing, that was just so much pressure before another thing. That's not why I moved here. (laughs) I came to New York because I wanted to get a second degree. I wanted to break into fashion media I wanted to see myself reflected in more of the fashion industry that I had become so obsessed with. So that was my purpose for moving to New York. And even though I loved Sex in the City, especially as an adult now, I always felt like Carrie Bradshaw's character was handled very irresponsibly. I can't imagine that I would ever aim to be with a guy who would dick me around. For 10 years. Mm-mm. And then make me his side chick. Girl, stop. And then leave me at the altar. Girl. And then finally say, all right, you wore me down. <laughs> Fine, I'll marry you. You're crazy. I'm like the avian corner over here. Right. Here's a pair of Manolo Blahniks. Will you be mine? I just don't think that should be anyone's life. Especially in terms of a guy, like, why would you settle for that? But besides that, I just really wanted, uh, again, just to see myself in the world of media. But I can guarantee you anyone who has lived or worked or gone to school in New York can tell you that being in New York is nothing like what they portray on Six in the City. I feel like it's probably the most false depiction of living and working here. Absolutely. Like, I don't know where she found all those guys to date. I don't know where she found the man. I don't know how she could afford to live unless she was like a trust fund baby. No, she wasn't a trust fund baby. You can't move to New York a person of meager means and live where was she like upper west side she was upper east side upper east side with an extensive designer closet which mine is coming along we just gonna say it as if it is so as a fashion writer as as a fashion writer you just starting out as a fashion writer she was freelance though right? and she was freelance Uh, ain't had nobody's insurance (laughs) now for a (laughs) one (laughs) game like they're just i don't know i feel like Carrie Bradshaw was basically a fantasy character. I put her up there with Harry Potter. It was a cute show, it was a cute idea, but I just didn't want to be connected with that, especially because when I moved here, I slept on a couch and I started over at age 25 as a struggling college student. And I didn't want anybody to think that that was remotely my life. So another part of starting my website, not only to be the change I wanted to see in the industry, 
But it was also to be transparent about what it means to move to New York from another city as a person of color, as a black woman who doesn't come from a wealthy family, who doesn't have her own wealth, who's not out here selling ass, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, if that's your path, go for it. Go for it. But, you know, I really struggled and I wanted to be very honest and transparent about that experience. And that's why the name Not Carrie Bradshaw That's why the website, a huge part of my website is that it incorporates the many different parts of me that I love. So there's the wordsmith where sometimes I go really dark or sometimes it's really fun and happy too about my experiences here. There's the fashion storyteller where I'm giving just fashion tips about how to look more polished, how to look more put together. I'm never that person who's going to tell you that you need to buy the latest and the greatest. I always think that you should make fashion work for you the other way around and the third but definitely not the least is social enthusiasts I love pop culture I love what black people bring to pop culture and I think we should have more freedom to talk about our own culture what we contribute to America and I always want to do that in a fun lighthearted way there's a whole lot of serious horrible things happening and we deserve to kick back and have fun and enjoy ourselves and not look at our culture through someone else's lens So that's what you can expect to get from this verbal iteration of the website. Are you excited? I'm excited. That was a really bad whoop whoop. That was a terrible whoop whoop. It was like a mmm. That was like a mmm. But you get it. Whoop whoop. There it is. (laughs) So, as fashion is my first love, insert Avant Kiki Wyatt. My first love. Again, I feel personally attacked by what you just did. Like, that was, it was beautiful. No, no, no. All right. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) as fashion is my first love, I just want to start off with a little bit of a fashion tip of the week. Yes. Teach us. Take us to school. Preach, preach. Remember that? When you were little? Preacher. It was always like an older gentleman in the back. No, at my church, I went to AME church. It was always like this Miss Hickey, front row to the left. What did she wear? Describe Miss Hickey. Give us her fashion story. Miss Hickey's fashion story was, I'm old and my legs are going down. I know Miss Hickey was probably like 120 years old. I'm not making <laughs> this up. I swear to God. And I think Miss Hickey wore the same suit every Sunday. But her her favorite line, you know, was getting good when Miss Hickey said because she was like 120 years old when she had like an audible like like preach preach it's like damn Miss Hickey don't never speak but you know it's good when she say something. Here's the thing, I feel like for older women who were that vocal in church, I feel like they had like a real tumultuous and or like promiscuous life, <laughs> and I feel like when they when they make those shouts, it's like oh thank okay, the Lord. I'm no done. it's like thank God for <laughs> getting me past that trifling ass man. And that's, I just feel like that comes from. Where is the fashion tip? I'm not doing this today. But I was trying to get Miss Hickey's fashion story. You didn't even tell us what color her suit was. It was like a mint, like a, like a mint green. And it was one of those long skirts that stop at your cab. But could you see her slip? Probably. And she had like the orthopedic shoes that were white. Okay. Okay. Um, So she was giving you a color scheme. You just didn't like it. It was, yeah. Okay. Um, What's the tip of the day? So here's my tip of the week. Um, I realized that a lot of you girls are 
excited about Rihanna's furry slides and whatever iteration of those that you purchased from maybe a Fashion Nova, if you will, a Hot Miami Styles, wherever. Get it where you can. Here's my thing. Let's moisturize the heel of those feet. Ooh. I have to say that every time it gets warm out, it's one of the things that I fear most besides <laughs> the constant smell of piss. <laughs> This is real though. This is real because I just saw it today. Right. And it's cracked and the, the, the heel is cracked. It looks like why aren't you bleeding? And I don't know a whole lot about human anatomy and the ways in which blood flow works. But I think it is nothing short of an act of God that some of y'all are not just walking around with blood gushing. Like moisturize the heel of your... I have a friend who shall remain nameless, right? Who I said this to one day, I was like, hey, just between me and you, what's up with this ashy ass hills? <laughs> and she's like, I just have a really hard time. I know. Wait, do I know this friend? You know, we'll talk about it offline. Okay. And she's like, I know, I just have a really hard time. I said, Listen, you're a beautiful girl. But I'm just going to be honest with If I notice it, other people see this. If you got to take some Crisco to them things. Wait, pause. Real talk. My great uncle Bob, his doctor told him to use Crisco because his feet were, I don't know, what is it, psoriasis or something? Mm. He had to use Crisco. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> Minnie from The Help not only taught us how to shit in a pie, she also taught us about the multiple uses of Crisco. And I'm not joking. (laughs) If you gotta dip your foot in some Crisco, the Lord gave us coconut oil, there is olive oil, there is jojoba oil, there's so many. There is the vegetable oil in your goddamn cabinet (laughs) that you probably fish with. Canola. Whatever you have to do, put something on the heel of those and don't neglect that Achilles I know it takes 0.5 additional seconds to just scoot on up there but girl we black be moisturized just I think that's something I take pride in like literally every time I leave the house as I'm checking my heel now it looked a little dry but it's the end of the day um I always like get a little vitamin E oil and just like you know vitamin E oil talk about it because (laughs) you can bust one of those capsules Mm -hmm. and put that on your edges oh yeah we'll bring your edges back all right so I just want to share that with you guys. I know summer is almost over, but it's not too late to redeem your heels from walking around, you know, looking like you just came from the beach. Not even. Like, if you're in a bed with a man, like, he don't want no crusty heels on his legs, right? Right. And then besides that, because it ain't been no man in my bed for so long, um, I just personally for <laughs> myself don't enjoy having an ashy dry foot. So that's me. That's our fashion tip for the week. Whatever slides you choose to wear, just honor the heel of your feet. Your feet are what hold you up in life. (laughs) Honor them, sweet girl. Or man, whomever. I don't like to see a man with dusty ass feet either. You ain't got to get like a fresh ass petty every however often, but at least put some lotion on them. Clip your toe. You know what I mean? Like just make it look decent. It's kind of like manscaping how do you feel about that well can we talk about it out there oh we're talking about it now fine fine i didn't know that i appreciated manscaping Mm -hmm. until i saw someone who manscaped no it like i don't think it it shouldn't be like completely bare 
But it should be manicured. It was. And I think it really did make a difference in the experience. It was like, you know what? I took a lot of time here to skate. (laughs) And I appreciate that you skaped as well. And I think that the mutual respect, the mutual skating, Mm -hmm. really made a difference for me emotionally. Are there men out there that actually go bald down there? According to porn, yes. Okay. That might be off-putting for me. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of like shaving your your armpits all the way for a man. I, I don't think I want him to be like... Right. I feel like it would be a little bit off-putting to see a man with like fully bare underarms. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't date like that, so I don't know. I don't date like that either. Don't Yet another reason <laughs> why I'm not Carrie Bradshaw. Where was she meeting all these dudes? Reason number two. <laughs> <laughs> Reason number 934, where are the dudes? Well, that's another conversation for another podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about that on the next one. We'll Dating in New York. York. Okay, yeah. Um, that will probably be like a 16-part mini <laughs> to be produced on like Lifetime. Lifetime. We TV. We TV. For us. For us. By <laughs> us. Not really. So, something you should know about my co-host, Nikki Lauren. Um, the girl enjoys a good debate on social. She she enjoys a good social media debate. I kind of keep mine. I, do. I keep mine in the safe space of Facebook. I feel like Facebook is just a little bit safer. It's more respectable. I can keep up with the comments. Facebook is like my mother's platform. Agreed. Agreed. But I can't keep up with the comment section on the shade room because it moves so quickly. I can't go, I can't scroll through all those people and find you. Oh my God. Y'all, please look out for me on the shade room and Twitter at Nikki Lauren 88. Is that my name? That is your name. Okay, great. Because I am like a comment Nazi. I will get you. She will come for you. (laughs) Say something anti-feminist. She's coming for you. Say something anti-black. She's coming for you. Say something pro-Trump. She's coming for you. So with that being said. Boy, here's the thing. I'm not just, I just don't like when people say dumb stuff. Like fair. don't say dumb shit. Because then I have to tell you about it. Fair. You know? I think that that's fair. I, I like that as a black woman, you're asserting yourself <sighs> in a space. This is good. So with that being said, what was your, um, your gripe on social today? Oh God. Okay. So T.I. said some crap that I don't necessarily agree with. He said that he, he started trap music. Now my thing is, mind you, I'm only 28. So I I don't know. Maybe I was too young to know who, who started trap music. But my thing is, I think he coined the term. I don't think he started trap music. And being from Atlanta, my thing was, well, what about all of the people that we were listening to like underground that you know we had to go to uh the flea market to get the cds you remember that out to old national flea market with the mixtapes for five dollars three if you was cute absolutely i feel like those people were talking about trap music and ti just so happened to be maybe one of the first people to kind of put it on the map or get some type of exposure um but then people came in and they were like oh well what about um, eight ball and MJ, what's G. his name? M, whatever. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. we're not gonna skim over you not knowing eight ball and MJ. I do, but it's not a, a favorite of mine town. as a skate, as a skate town, town veteran. Veteran, okay. So people were saying Project Pat, yes, is that trap music? So that's why I want to, I want to stop you. Define trap music. Well, for me, I think trap music is southern rap music that talks about slang and dope. So, with that being said, 
for me, the first time that I recognized explicitly that a person was talking to me about selling dope was Master P. Master P gave us like step-by-step directions of how to make dope. Mm -hmm. So not even just to say, to relegate it to Atlanta, I think Southern music, for one thing, you have to say trap is Southern 100%. Okay. But I think that we do have to credit T.I. with, like you said, coining the phrase, number one, and number two, putting it on the map. He named his album Trap Music. Right. So there's no telling in the process, I guess, like of his life where he may have heard the phrase, but he's the one who put it on the map. So while he may not have invented rapping about selling drugs, he coined the phrase. And I think that that... I think that when he talks about, like, well, I am, like, the pioneer here, I think that's what he means. Like, we can't ignore. Well, I think in the video, he said that I invented trap music. He coined the phrase. But he didn't invent it. He didn't invent the the art. He didn't invent the idea. But I will, I am going to credit him. Even if we think about like major trap artists, mm-hmm. we can say Jeezy, but I didn't hear Jeezy until 2005 when I was about to graduate from college, I mean high school. So I was listening to Tip, mm-hmm. his first album, freshman year of college in Spanish class. What about Gucci? I don't remember knowing about Gucci until after I knew about Tip. Because we from the South Side, I feel like people on the East Side probably Nobody. knew about Gucci before we did. And so that's also something you have to take into consideration, like location and stuff like that. And that's all I was saying. I think, yes, he did coin the term, but I don't think that he can take credit for inventing trap music because I feel like so many people were doing it at the time. Like, hell, if that's the case, then what's gangster music, you know, for the West Coast? Like, it's all the same. Talking about slang and drugs, but don't be out here like, oh, I, I, this is new and I, I did this and blah, blah, blah. See, I don't think he said it was new. I just think he said I was the first one to, mm-hmm. to call it what it was. So, like, I'm trying to think of an analogy of, like, where something did exist, but it didn't become a thing until someone named it. Like, what? See, now I'm on the spot, and I can't think of, like, mm. an analogy. But I do think that credit has to be due for, like, naming something and putting it on the map. And that's what he should be credited for. For the term trap music, for putting it on the map. He was not the first one to rap about that, but he definitely put it on the map. So I think we still have to, like, salute the king in one way or another, even though he upset us I all really with how he treated Queen Tiny. that you just said <laughs> salute the queen, the king. You sound like Mama D in her palace. I'm going to be really <laughs> honest with you. I don't mind. Um, That's fine. I'll take it. Um, Okay, Mama D. That's your but- name. Fine, because I'm not going there. Anyway, I just feel passionate about what T.I. did for Southern music when I was in high school, when I was coming up. Like, I think sometimes we forget how major he was. No pun intended there with his son's (laughs) name. But like... I really hate you. (laughs) What? And not that he's irrelevant now, but like, Tip was like... He was lit. Right. And then if you, I'm trying to even remember just even that time in hip hop. I always feel like Atlanta music has been like the. The prime. Yeah. We've always, ever since Andre 3000 said the South got something to say, people been listening to what the South had to say. And I, I'm just not quick to forget like what he was, what he did for the city. Like 
I will never forget going to an Usher concert at, what was it? Lakewood Amphitheater. Lakewood Amphitheater. Yeah. And being in the concession line and seeing T.I. and like getting an autograph and basically being like, well, I'm ready to go home. I just saw T.I. so I'm done. No, I have a funny T.I. story. So there's this restaurant in Atlanta called Kitu. It's a Japanese restaurant. We went to the one in Fayetteville. My mom, who is so, I don't even know the words to describe her sometimes. She's so funny. Everyone loves her. She's a delight. She is a delight, but she will speak her mind. So... We're sitting at the hibachi table, and who shows up? Who's seated right next to us? Tiny and T.I., right? Sorry, why am I just now hearing this story? You've never heard this story? I've never heard this story. Go ahead. So, Lacey's like, oh, my, you know who that is? She's like, so loud. No, who is that? <laughs> so, I'm like, my, chill out. It's T.I. and Tiny. She was like, they ain't no celebrities. They don't look like no celebrities. <gasps> loud now. You know how hibachi-style seating is. Yay! So that's my, my T.I. story. Yeah. I have a similar one about Shadi Lowe. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Shadi Lowe. So my mom and I are in Linux in like the men's department looking for something for my brother, most likely. And Shadi Lowe and his crew walk by and they sounded like they were doing like a drop for the radio. You know how it'll be like, this is such and such and mm-hmm. such and such is my station, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It sounded like that's what he was doing. And um, I said, like, I nudge my mom. I'm like, Mom, that's Shotty Low. My mama, God bless her, so loud. Who the hell is a Shotty Low? <laughs> and the whole crew turns around, and I'm just like, No, Lord, Lord Jesus. But they just kind of laughed because, I mean, my mom is obviously, you know, my mom is not one of these young mothers out mm-hmm. here. You know, you know what would have been funny if he would have turned around and be like, hi, ma'am, my name is Mr. Love. That would have been <laughs> honestly adorable. So when the news came out that he, like, died, mm-hmm. my mom is like, Jessica, is that the man? Yeah, mom. That, that, that's that him. Was, that's the one you embarrassed me in front of. <laughs> that's him. Nikki Lauren, with all that has been said, where do you land on this debate? T.I. coined the term trap music but i don't think he invented it I, he didn't invent it in my opinion he didn't invent trap music. he did not invent trap music i think if that's the case then what about master p what about project back for me trap music is rapping about selling dope right he didn't start in that okay i can agree i definitely think that he named it i think that he like you said coined the phrase i think that he carried it to a more mainstream place especially okay. in terms of the great city of atlanta hey, hey. i won't say that he fully invented the genre although i think that you have to some credit for the invention has to be given to him for naming it. So, okay, we can we can land there on this debate. Don't come for Nikki Lauren 88 on the shade room because I'll find you. And what you gonna do to her? I'm not implicating myself <laughs> on air. <laughs> just watch your back is basically what she's saying. Watch your back because I'll sneak up on you and just play. <laughs> okay. Cuts, some cuts from trap music on a on some beats really loudly in a 50 <laughs> and that'll be that and this concludes our trap segment <laughs> oh this is the trap segment we should just start naming this the trap, trap segment. segment so what happened to trap music today? right <laughs> what's who trying to do what's new okay cause I could do a whole episode about Mr. Chains you know that he has a very special place in my heart so what Mr. Chains do this week 
Well, I'm going to be very honest with you. He did have a feature in Vogue. Today. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I'm always really excited to see when rappers, like, not mainstream rappers, not, you know, like the people that are super widely accepted, to see mm-hmm. them recognized by high fashion mainstream publications. Because for us, being from South Atlanta, you know, West Side Atlanta, whatever, we've always recognized that rappers were kind of like tastemakers mm-hmm. in terms of fashion because they always had the money to have the access to fashion that we didn't. Yeah, But so, I think people in New York could say the same thing for, you know. Yeah, well, I, I say that to say we're not from Buckhead. We're not from, we're not from Alpharetta. We're from Atlanta. So I think anybody who grew up in the hood who grew up around those kinds of guys, you've always known that those were the tastemakers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting now to see publications like Vogue taking notice that, oh, rappers have these really curated closets. and But they say it like it's like it's new. Like it's new. Like they've been tastemakers. Right. Like they've always been tastemakers. Like y'all are late to this party. Mm-hmm. We've always known that like rappers kind of set trends for our neighborhood. Right. Or maybe they knew, they just didn't want to give credit. I don't think so. I think that... If you look at fashion kind of, and this is me being a little bit more technical about it, if you look at fashion from a trickle-up standpoint, where designers get inspiration from the street, mm-hmm. then you kind of, you know that this didn't come from the ivory tower of your, you know... Fashion hoses. Yeah, your fashion hoses, you know, like, coming up with those things, like, on mm-hmm. their own. Like, they saw this come from the streets, and they just didn't... Maybe they didn't realize that, like, the kids on the street were inspired by those guys in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. But, again, we're always privy to this stuff because, like, it's our lives. It's our culture that we grew right. up with. So, I said all that to say I was super excited just to see him talking about, like, you know, his taste in fashion, his love of, you know, luxury goods. And I think that's where all that comes from. I think that it comes from a desire for black people to have access to those things that we saw white people have access to that like we didn't and mm-hmm. I always have an appreciation for that like even when Gucci was in Vogue that just made me I'm sorry, Gucci Mane not Gucci the label um <laughs> La Fla, <laughs> East La Atlanta Fla, Santa right. <laughs> 1017 um seeing him like go up okay sorry Keisha calm down mm-hmm. um like seeing him be you know recognized in the mainstream that just makes me really happy because we've seen you know where they came from yeah or even when I saw Migos in the billboard spread yeah and they were Versace down or at the at the the Met Gala like that oh, yeah. I love seeing stuff like that because they deserve to be in those spaces they are tastemakers for black people yeah. who are tastemakers for much of the world so I just love seeing stuff like that yeah absolutely I agree I like I'm gonna have to check it out. Where can we find that? Um, girl, we ain't plugging for both. They ain't sponsoring it. Well, I forgot Google. where you said you found the article on Mr. Chains. Okay, well, look up Two Chains Vogue. Thank you. Anyway, so I'm very excited about this segment. It's one of my favorite Why? phrases because I love this phrase. Um, I say it about 13 times a day in I my mind. I wish you guys could see her right to now. To <laughs> my white co-workers. Uh, I feel like I'm glowing a bit. You are being such a dork right now. <laughs> I just really like to say it. So Say it. We're naming this segment, Sit Your Ass Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fitting. Sit 
sit your ass down. It just makes me think about my mom or an older auntie who wasn't really nice. Like one of the ones when you were little and you would just be existing. Mm-hmm. And she would just mm-hmm. have a problem with it. And it was a snap and a sit your ass down kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Who was like that in my family? I think it was my mom. Your mom was a sit your ass my down My mom was auntie? a sit your ass down. I don't see her being a sit your ass down. It was behind closed doors. Uh, like, I'm still afraid of her. You're supposed to have a healthy fear of your parents. I don't care what anyone says. Um, anywho, <laughs> so this week, I want to invite one Ryan Henry of Black Ink Crew Chicago to sit his ass down. Are mm. you familiar with who this is, Nikki? Unfortunately, I am. And this is disappointing because he's one of the more... Um, attractive? Attractive, um, even people yeah like he's not because everyone on that show has major anger issues and he's more mild mannered Mm -hmm. he seems like the kind of guy you want to go on two dates with just two because i also get a little something is off right i don't see him being someone who could like that i would feel this intriguing i'd Mm -hmm. be like all right i'm bored here see this is why we ain't got no man anyway he posted to Instagram on July 25th, a meme that says, I'm sick of seeing y'all's nipples with the emoji with the eyes looking up. Uh. Right. So the caption reads, repost, not saying you can't have your nipple freedom. Insert me here. What is nipple freedom? What the hell is, is that? Nipple freedom? Free the, is he referring to free the nipple? Because that's a movement so. that I recognize, but nipple free, whatever, let's go back. Not saying you can't have your nipple freedom, not talking about feminist equality, what? Not judging, just speaking from the mindset that you are a queen. You were born that, you deserve that respect, and what you have to offer lustfully, visually, is reserved for God's eyes and mine as your man only. Don't hate me, shrugging emoji. I just value your temple. And then he says, Insala. So, okay, brother. Right. I find this problematic for a number of reasons. First off, don't call me a queen if I'm only a queen according to how well I follow the rules you set for mm-hmm. how a woman should behave. Yeah. A queen, by definition, you you set the rules and you live how you want to live. So I get very frustrated with a lot of black men that I see on social media, hashtag not all black men. Um, <laughs> because that's important because to put that's out there. important because don't come for me because I'll find you kind of always praising black queens but it's always a very specific kind of woman it's always a woman with a certain kind of look someone who they perceive to be natural but they don't realize that she's actually wearing a lot of makeup or she's wearing faux locks or she's wearing faux locks talk about it okay it's always that you know, for black women to be... Side note, it's nothing wrong with faux locks. <laughs> literally nothing, but what did Andre 3000 say in that song? Is every nigga with dreads for the cause? Mm. No. No, nigga. So, I just feel like as black men who are literally being murdered because of how you look and people perceiving you a certain kind of way because of how you look or dress... You shouldn't be so quick to judge black women mm-hmm. for how they look or dress, especially when black women are the ones who will come to your defense first. 
Absolutely. So that's my whole thing with the queen thing. Like, I honestly think it's kind of, that word's kind of become bastardized. It's like queen this and queen this. Okay, girl, whatever. But don't. (laughs) Wait, side note. I'm sorry. I'm getting off track. But I do know a rapper, a very popular rapper, who is one of those queen this, queen that (laughs) rappers. He would send my friend text messages every morning like, Good morning, my queen. Now, mind you, she was she wasn't that girl. Like what he raps about, she was she's the complete opposite. Oh, I remember this story. Mm-hmm. I remember this rapper. Mm-hmm. She is one of the girls who they, she's a club girl. Yeah, who they speak against. Which I still will rec- will recognize that woman as a woman who's worthy of respect. Absolutely, nothing wrong with that. Right, but don't come out here saying you know, what women need to do to earn this certain type of respect and still call us queens. If I'm a queen, it's just because I am. And right. I, don't, I don't need to follow your rules to be that. But even more than that, please explain to me how showing your nipples in, in any way makes you less worthy of respect. So if I should, which I'm never going to be one to show my nipples in public. I'm just not that person Mm -hmm. um I think even if I have children I do plan to breastfeed if I have children I still won't be the mom who just whips out her boob without like a modesty cloth over it or something that's just me Mm -hmm. I fully support the women who just whip it out and like hey girl this is what we doing but I'm just trying to understand why that woman isn't worthy of being a queen isn't worthy of respect and then we also have to talk about grammar and usage. It's like, dude, you gonna come out here trying to check us on Instagram, but you're like misusing all kinds of terms. It's just, it's a lot. And well, here's my thing. I'll take it a step further. You can't tell me how to be a queen if you don't know how to be a king. Speak on it. That's my thing. And so like he's saying this thing about, you know, don't show your nipples. It's only for God and me, blase, blase. But he's probably, and I have yet to see him you know, show something different on TV, but I'm pretty sure that he, him and his friends, if there's a strip club out there, you know, he's out there praising and turning up in the club. You know what I'm saying? He's going after that girl like most guys do. They say, oh, we don't want the hoe or we don't want someone like a black China or whatnot, but that's what they go after. And so you can't tell me how to be, how to be a queen, how to dress, how to live my life. If you're not doing king like things, I have a problem with that. And you have yet to display that. That's my thing. Exactly. Because even on the show, I will say that he's now um, in a committed relationship with the mother, his child, but she, and this is a major plot twist here. She is the one who has to inspire him to assert himself in his own business. Mm -hmm. She is the one who has to tell him how to rule, how to run his business. So please do not fix your mouth to tell any woman what to do to be a queen, to earn, quote unquote, earn the respect of men, not just your men, period. Mm -hmm. When you don't even know how to assert yourself as a king. It's like all these guys are out here calling themselves kings and bosses, but you don't do king-like things. You don't do boss-like things. And more than that, I really hate when a lot of guys now are just like, oh, in a world full of Kim Kardashians, be an Aisha Curry. Um, Oh, God. I'm going to be who I am because for every 
Kim Kardashian, there is a Kanye. There is a man who wants that. Mm -hmm. Or a woman, whatever floats your boat. For every Aisha, there is a Steph who wants that. Like, every woman in the world doesn't have to be what you want her to be. If you don't like those kinds of women, don't date them. But don't tell all women that they need to be this one way for your dusty ass, you know? (laughs) So, Ryan Henry, you cute or whatever, you know. You real cute. Shout out to you and your your baby mother. Your baby mother. Y'all real cute or whatever. I like that she getting you together. But... but Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. So, Nikki Lauren, this was fun. This was fun. I hope more people tune in next week. Right. This was really great. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, it feels like 15 minutes, but I feel like it's probably a smooth hour with us. Mm-hmm. Kikiing and giggling. Getting you the real. Reading a few people, but always with love. Always with love. Is it really with love? For from my perspective. Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you so you so fake mean. Like you can't even commit to being me. <laughs> I am Diane Carroll in Dynasty. It's burned. <laughs> Shut up, fool. Get on with it. <laughs> anyway, so we want to end on a positive note for you guys for this week. So, Nikki Lauren, what's your advice for our listeners? All right, I have a little bit of advice for you guys. Listen, it's nothing profound. It's just logic. And... I think it's profound. You think it's profound? Before I knew it was an option, it, it changed my life. Go ahead, though. Okay, guys. Listen. Listen up, girls and guys. I need you to go to Sephora and ask for samples. Not just Sephora. Any beauty outlet. Is it any beauty outlet? Yes. Really? You get Tom what Ford. you ask for. Tom Ford is stingy. Okay, but are you going to Tom Ford or are you going to Barney's? Okay. Not Carrie Bradshaw speaks. Listen, ask for samples before you commit to a purchase. I live by that. I never buy anything just outright. Don't let them make you feel like you need to just buy something and upsell you. No, ask for a sample. Go home, try it out for a week. And if you don't like the shit, listen, you can thank me because you saved some money. I like it. I agree with it. And people are afraid to do that. People are afraid. Ask and ye shall receive. Hello. Give me some. Give me some. Name that movie in the comments. Name that movie. I bet y'all can't because it's such an obscure line. Should we tell them? No. Why? Such a punk. Don't tell them. Come on, let's tell them. Next week. So my advice is say no to fuckboys. Preach. Which is basically mantra. That's like a mantra. It's like a constant state of being is always that. But also groom your brows. And I really want you guys to get into this because I've been preaching this for so long. I have a question. Go. About fuckboys. Go. Did you watch Insecure? Of course I did. Is Lawrence a fuckboy? What we're watching, I'm glad you asked this before we close out. Let's let, let's discuss this a bit. I want to rename just this season of Insecure the making of a fuckboy. Mm. What we are seeing is how a fuckboy is formed. Hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And I really want for people who shall remain nameless on social media to stop flexing like you've never been a Tasha. Everybody is oh picking Team Lauren. Everybody's picking Team Issa. 95% of us have been Team Tasha. You may not want to admit it, mm-hmm. but you have been a Tasha. Unbeknownst to you, you have been a Tasha. Yes. You've been dealing with a guy not knowing why he was emotionally unavailable, not knowing why... Sometimes, every so often, he didn't text you back. 
not knowing all the answers to the, these pressing questions where you just know something isn't right, but he's a nice guy. Because Lawrence is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Every fuckboy isn't a terrible person. Let's say that. It just is what it is. And I just feel like, and my, my homeboy called this last season. What did he say? He said, I don't know if I want to shout him out yet. He is one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, Evan, shout him out. Shout him Evan, out. Evan, I love you. Oh, Streeter? Yeah. Hey, Evan. Why would you say it like that? Ooh. No. Is there a T? No. All right. Anyway. No, he knows my, my friend. The, ooh, that's right. There's T there. Anyway. Um. Good tea. Good tea. So Evan said at the conclusion of season one, the Tasha thing is going to come back to bite him in the ass because she's going to catch feelings. Mm-hmm. And it came to fruition. My thing is, why didn't he just stay away? That's what makes him a fuckboy. My when thing he confessed, is. Why did he come to her house? Why did he come to her house? And then, why the hell she tell him to come in for dinner? Don't ask him if he hungry. And that's where we mess up. I think that's where we mess up. That's where we get vulnerable. And my friends and I, shout out to Brittany and Vanessa, my girls. We literally just had this conversation. And we were saying the same thing that you were saying. Like, you know, people out here like, oh, I ain't never been no Tasha. She's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Tasha from Power 2. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't watch Power. Anyways. Call me out. Sorry. But yeah, we've all been Tasha. We have. And it's like, you're trying. I feel like you are you end up in this space where you don't want to be quote unquote difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, there's a learning curve. And you make these excuses for people. But what you're ultimately doing is trying to do the work for that person. Lawrence is, by definition, I feel like a fuckboy is just someone who is emotionally irresponsible. Absolutely. That's what it, it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person that you deserve to die. You just put out certain things and you you move and you don't think about what you're doing. Exactly. Or you speak and you don't think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just you're emotionally. In the moment. Yeah. You're emo- in the moment. That's a key too. You're emotionally irresponsible. You do things to people without regard for the way it's actually going to affect them. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like for him, I want him to do what I feel like a lot of guys and girls too, of course, because there are fuck girls too, I'm sure, but this ain't that show. Where I feel like if you don't know what you want, it's okay to not know what you want. And it is okay to be by yourself to take time to figure that out. But men, a lot of dudes, let me say that don't want to be alone. I think they're more afraid to be alone than we are, and so they would rather screw someone else's feelings up just because they're unsure of theirs. Just take a minute to figure out what you want. Which of these women do you want, if either? Well, here's the thing. I agree with that, but I also want to take it a step further. Say what you want. If you know you don't want a relationship and you know someone is feeling you, whether you are a male or female, you need to establish that in the beginning. I think communication is is key. For Lawrence, like you having sex with this girl, it's clear that this girl is kind of catching feelings, but I do feel like Tasha did not have the right to get in her feelings because they never established what it was. They just started off having sex. And that's true. And and that's fair. And I think you've made that point to me a few times. It's like your, your feelings are your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will say that, but that doesn't absolve the other person of some amount of accountability here because you know that what you're doing isn't okay. Absolutely. I totally agree. And for Tasha, because we've all been there, I won't sit here and act like I haven't been a Tasha, but I think watching her on screen, I think when she invited him to the barbecue, I think that's when she should have had that conversation because we knew then that she was catching feelings. So she should have been like, hey, what are we doing? I have to say this as well, though. I think that if you have to ask, the answer is no. I agree, but she needed clarity. Yeah. 
and I have been that person. I've been like, mm, I need to know what we doing. Yeah, what yeah. Doing with this? But why is it so hard to ask? It's like? because you don't want to face the rejection, and sometimes you know what the answer is, but you you still just want to be sure. Mm-hmm. But I I guess just for me, I kept watching the episode unfold and just really feeling for Tasha. You so, felt for her? Fe- like I felt for her. Like really, I have been there. Like I felt triggered because I've been there. I've had a guy like dog me out walk away because he knows that he was wrong or I mm-hmm. told him like you can get the hell on mm-hmm. and then come back and it's like oh well maybe maybe he, there's something different. yeah maybe there's something here and it's like outside looking in there obviously is not mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like this person obviously does not know what they want and I just feel like more people need to be emotionally responsible. So it goes both ways. It goes for, both ways. Okay. That's got fair. It. That's, That's fair. fair. I have no idea how we got on this Because topic. I said say no to fuck boys, but my second piece of advice, groom your brows. That's important. Use the samples that you got from whatever beauty outlet. Beauty imposing. <laughs> I don't like you. Um, And groom your brows. They're just, they're so important. I don't know why I keep having to have this conversation with you guys. I don't want to start crying, so I'm just going to end this right here. People Um, don't groom their brows? People don't groom their brows, or they misgroom them. I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to say it. Like, I don't need your brows to look like they were done with a Sharpie. Unless you're on RuPaul's Drag Race, that's Mm -hmm. not a thing that your average everyday woman... Like, let's just... Okay. Let's watch some some tutorials. But here's the thing with tutorials. You're not going out looking like that at 12 noon on a Tuesday. So let's look for a daytime beat, Mm -hmm. you know? And don't over-tweeze. Don't over-wax. Don't let them take too much off the top because that's just the flow of your natural brow. It goes according to your brow bone. Yeah, but I full disclosure, I have very thin eyebrows, so I am always... You will never catch me outside the house without a brow on. Your brow is always impeccably groomed. But it took years, and so if you are someone that's not grooming your brows... Call just, Charter. No. <laughs> Does Charter still exist? I don't even know what the fuck Charter is. You don't remember if you can't get help at Charter, please get help somewhere. Jessica, end the show. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so guys, this was absolutely amazing for me. I'm going to say that once again. Um, If you like what you heard, please subscribe. We want to build this up. We want to build our community of amazing black women who... Who got something to say. Who got something to say because the South got something to say. So subscribe and hear what we got to say. And follow us on Instagram at not Carrie Bradshaw at Nikki Lauren eighty eight n i k k i l a u r e n eighty eight. Some people spell Nikki weird. I'm gonna be really honest with you. When you started spelling, I was like, "What is she doing?" It, it took a minute for it to register that those were letters. I don't know what's happening. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe. Leave us comments. We want feedback. What do you want to hear more of? Um, again, this is amazing. See you guys next week. See you next week. Peace. What's that? Um, um, Deu. Deu. Every night we find Deu. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't.
don't know the words to shit. Okay. I don't. 